0: How's everybody doing? My name is Cena palavan and welcome to another episode of the Talk Too Much podcast. This is episode number 57. No, it's not. It's episode number 58. I was wrong. This episode, I interviewed Timothy Yesta. Timothy is the founder of the new NFT collection, Coin Games, as well as one of the top, well, the top door-to-door salesman, in the country um he used to go door-to-door sales up until about three years ago now he's a door-to-door sales manager but in his position he is the best in the country he is one of the most paid uh his position in the country and he's used this sales ability that he's built uh, and he transferred it over to the crypto space uh timothy has a passion for gaming he has a passion for crypto and nfts and he combined those two with Uh, his experience in the sales field. And now he he feels like the next chapter of his life is coin games. For those of you that don't know what coin games is, this is a collection brought to me by my good friend, uh, one of my compatriots, one of my partners, you guys will see him throughout my brand constantly. His name is Zach Dillard but this collection all credit goes to him on record he put me on about a month ago and since then zach and i have been following this collection very closely and we've been beyond amazed with what timothy's been able to put out and we're very excited for the future uh coin games dev squad is an avatar collection 5555 avatars on OpenSea, but that's not just what it is that's just how they decided to kind of gather a community Um, This collection is a play to earn gaming development collection. They are uh, developing play to earn blockchain games. If you follow my channel, you know, uh, that's where the NFT space is headed. In my opinion, I think that the assets we're transacting with right now are going to have platforms in the future that can be they can be used and utilized in um, with various use cases. And to me, that is gaming. So Why I was so excited for this collection because I think this is one of the collections that will have a huge year in 2022 That's when I think gaming will be most prominent not right now the a lot of these pixelated images and stuff are still uh, You know making waves selling for high, you know the crypto toads. I don't know why those went off the way they did But I look at collections like coin games. These are the collections that interest me. Why because their eyes are on the future Yeah, these are going off the crypto toads all these pixelated images are going off But what can they do? And that's why I'm a fan of Timothy is they're developing Blockchain games a series of them and the assets that they we we get can be used in each one of their games That's the crazy part about it. So the assets if you have an avatar You get airdropped a free Founders card as well as you get early access to uh, their first Hero card pack. You also get to invest up to $1,000 for each avatar you own in their seed round allocation. So it's like investing in a big, big company very early. There's just so many benefits to holding this avatar as well as having access to a private discord where they drop new alpha regarding the space, as well as helping them develop these games. If you own an avatar, you own these games. You get to help and design these games. And that's the cool part about all this. Uh, When I look at Timothy, what stands out to me is his his conviction, his passion, and consistency. This man keeps going. He's a grinder. And... I can relate to that. And that's why I love talking to him and his energy, um, the way he views life. You know, he's a go-getter. These are the type of people you want to talk to. These are the type of people you want to be running the NFT projects you're invested in. So I really am excited to show you guys more about what Coin Games actually is and what they're going to do. They're one of the most unique NFT collections out there, really focused on gamification with these assets and adding new use cases in. But I think this is one of the most one-of-a-kind collections on the market, I also think this is one of the most collections you guys should all be paying attention to. I think that this collection deserves more hype, and I do believe it's in for a big year. Um, I hope you guys enjoy what coin, coin Games has to offer. See you guys in the interview.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I just the last two years, I've gotten to a place where like I'm, I'm, I'm doing a job that. Ninety, I would say ninety-five percent, ninety-seven percent, ninety-nine percent of people could never really do what I do in door-to-door sales. Like it's really tough. It's crazy. To do your numbers building. to do your numbers. Do my numbers? Yeah, because I'm I'm actually probably the highest-paid person in America at my position. Like indoor door. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane to say. That's that's yeah. that's something you should tip your cap cap off to. Yeah, I mean, you know, so like, uh, you know, I'll probably make like four, four to $5 million this year at Vivint, you
0: know? Wow. Hey, that's, and that's, that's like my personal, that's really, that's like ins- my personal... for someone like me, that's just inspirational hearing <laughs> that. May I ask how old you are? I'm 37. And how long did it take you? Cause it seems like you, like you're in this part of your life where you're just like, like you, you just have your routine, like you're in go mode. And how long, oh, did, yeah. how long did it take you to like get to that mentality and get to the success?
1: Um, yeah. So um, my yeah. So because my job is so dependent on me being at my best, um, uh, because it's a commission only sales job. Like I was the top, I was the top rep for many years. Then I became the top rep slash manager for many years. Then the top rep slash regional for many years. Then I left being a rep, and then I just was regional, senior regional, now divisional, and I've kind of like risen to the top of every category in the last uh, 12 years. But, um, I mean, you know, I probably dialed like from a routine perspective, I probably dialed in my day daily routine between my spiritual stuff, physical, um, mental, um, and all that, probably really only about four years ago, truly like to the place it is now, but I've been on this journey of like trying to go for the best version of myself and become like my goal was millionaire by 30. So I've been on that journey since I was 19. Like at 19 years old, I realized I'm wired differently than my friends. When I, Not that I wasn't going out and having fun or whatever, but I was like, I was very focused on like, I need to get ahead now. And so at 19, I really probably got a head start. Um, I uh, I have a degree in theology, but I did that from 16 to 19 because I homeschooled till 10th grade, got my GED. So I don't even have an 11th or 12th grade education, <laughs> technically. <laughs> and then I have a Bible school diploma. And then, um, or I have a, I have a Duke bachelor's in theology uh, from a credited Bible school. And then at 19, I went into ministry. Um, and then I met this girl. And so I came back to uh, try to marry her. Things didn't work out. And that's when I let, went into my first hourly job. And then I very quickly realized I hate hourly jobs. I'm not built for this. I can't do this. And so that's when I went into door-to-door sales at 19. And then 19 to uh, 19, all the way till now, I'm technically still in door-to-door sales. I just am not on the doors anymore as the last three years. But um, yeah. And so I've been in that kind of, I've been in an environment where every day, the way that I am reflects in the money I make. And so I've been working on myself daily since 19 really because if you if you're in a bad mental place or emotional place you suck and so you don't make any money yeah yeah so um but yeah i mean um and then because i i think because i spend all my time and my true passion is mentoring young entrepreneurs um i uh that's what i really actually love and gaming for me i think is just my new way to gain credibility on a larger stage because no one really knows me, who cares how good I am in door to door sales. It's such a small pocket of like a few, maybe million people that saw the Grant Cardone interview and this and that, and you know, whatever. I mean, it's a small stage to be honest. My goal is, I mean, my my long-term goal to be totally honest from a kingdom perspective and all that with my relationship with God is like, I wanna be sending out the Zoom link to my Bible study on Twitter um, and having, um, you know, a hundred thousand guys get on and, and listen for an hour as I talk about how to have a relationship with God. So that's like really what I'm going for long-term. And I feel like gaming and this company and having like massive success is going to, um, put me on a stage to do that. When um, when do you have yeah.
0: Bible studies?
1: <laughs> um, we actually are kicking them off now in our discord, um, probably starting next week. Um, I have them usually in seasons, So I do them for my sales guys. I told the discord, my, my game, my video game dev squad that we're going to start them. And if, if any, you know, regardless of whatever, if you want to join, you can, um, I'll run them and my brother will help. My brother's actually a full-time pastor. He was, he's helped me in the company. Now he was in full-time sales with me for years and was one of my highest paid guys. And then he walked away from a half a million dollar job a year to go just do ministry. And so he's, um, he's awesome. And he's very active in the community. So him and I will tag team that. And um, we're very different. Like, I mean, if you ever hear, if you Google me and watch any of my sermons, I talk about finances a lot and I talk about good people having money and I teach biblical principles on how to create wealth. I have a whole series called That's Millionaire. That's so cool. Food that is so yeah. cool.
0: That yeah. is so cool. I've never heard of someone preaching religion in that way. That is so cool to me.
1: I know, I, yeah. I, like I grew up that. in churches where they mostly told you that if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to have money and that wanting money is a bad thing. And it's so backwards because the Bible literally has more scriptures on how to create wealth and be blessed and have success and have land and have money than heaven and hell. Like literally the Bible prioritizes how to create wealth over talking about heaven and hell. So if you're, if you just want to back up and look at the data, God obviously values his kids having lots of money. Um, if, and the condition is that, you know, money can't have their heart. So that's the, it's the heart condition, but if you're a good person and you would use the money to do good things, then God wants you to be rich, so I teach people those principles, and I help rewire their mind on that idea, especially a lot of church people, because so many church people grew up hearing that, like, money and God don't go together, or that if you're rich, you can't be close to God, it's going to be a distraction, all this nonsense that just isn't even in the Bible, and so... um, Yeah. So I teach a whole series all backed up by scriptures on how to become a millionaire from a biblical perspective. And so I have that series just separate. That's another thing I did just for fun, but um, like a little mini course or whatever. And so um, but yeah, I mean, that's my main thing is I love mentoring people. I want to help people and I love gaming and I love crypto. I think crypto can change the world. And I think that uh, and give freedom to. People, you know, and take power away from the government. All those things. I like all of what crypto gives in a freedom perspective, and I love gaming. I'm a total nerd, so it all kind of came together about a year ago with this idea, and that's when I was like, "I'm just doing it." And wait, you've been playing
0: coin games for a year?
1: Yeah, we we only pivoted to the avatar project, which is how everyone knows us. Like six weeks ago, we literally I came up with the idea to be like, "Why don't we launch our community, the Dev Squad?" this, this uh, player-based community to help us build our game. We were already working on the ideas for the game. Was it, well,
0: well you, when you started a year ago, was it a play-to-earn game idea? Yes, in, oh, yes, yeah,
1: okay. yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was It was about n- maybe like 10 months ago. It started with me reading about the Beeple article uh, selling $69 million JPEG. And I just like, I couldn't understand that. I was like, why does someone who's intelligent enough to have $69 million, why in the world would he, spend it on a uh why would he spend it on a um a a jpeg that makes zero sense to me and so that studying that and when that clicked like a few hours later of reading made me go like wow there's something there and then i started thinking about i was also studying pokemon at the exact same time why in the world pokemon was blowing up physically in the u.s And the two just kind of collided in this idea of like a Pokemon-based NFT game. And then as I went down that journey of like, what kind of game, what other limitations could we have? Because I really believe crypto needs to make whatever it's attaching to better. If it doesn't actually elevate it, it's a money grab um, that you're just slapping crypto on it to do that. Like you see in my little six-minute intro video on Coingames.io, I literally say that, you know, there's all these projects that slap crypto on it. And then say, give me your money, you know? And so, like, they're not adding value. But if crypto elevates an idea, it's going to win in the end. I mean, it just will. Because, like, just like Uber is better for the consumer, so it wins. Um, if, if crypto makes a product better, it will win. And then when you go to gaming, pay-to-earn gaming is just, it's the most evolved, best version of gaming ever conceptualized now we got a lot of kinks we gotta work out a lot of stuff we're very new we're all nobody knows what they're doing really yet fully Uh, we're all figuring it out literally every idea is a brand new idea in essence right in this industry but in 10 years play to earn will be the way you play a game i mean it just makes Uh, zero. can i just say
0: something really quickly yeah i i I had a talk with um the a couple important people i just say that and they told me that in 10 years, play to earn gaming might be human society's primary way of making money
1: because yeah, they believe sure.
0: rob- robots might come in and like AI might come in and take over like normal media, like middle job, middle-class jobs, whereas sure. it's going to force us humans to to game and utilize this technology. So that's that's yeah. kind of interesting to me.
1: Well, part, part of what my goal is, is to go back to South Africa, where I'm from, and start a YGG over there, essentially, not that I can make profits, but as long as it's profitable, I will just keep scaling and provide jobs. I like, I have a passion to provide millions of jobs, um, in third world countries through our game. So
0: honestly, that's super cool to me just because I, I was born in a third world. I was born in Romania. And that's something I like, like I said to my mom, I said this to my mom, I went to subway the other day and you know how subway they give you like any sandwich for $8. And there was this lady and I, and this lady was an older Mexican lady, not that the race matters, I'm just describing her, but she was just saying she was working just like very to the business, just made my sandwich very punctual, and when I got to pay, she charged me, she did it so professionally, I just remember, and I just remember it hurt me so bad, because I was looking at her thinking to myself, this lady is just such a, she has such a professional standard about her work, and she's making $12 an hour, she doesn't know anything about crypto, and that really, my mom was just like, why are you worried about her, that's not us. I told my mom, I was just like, mom, I get it's not us. But for some reason, it just pisses me off in my gut. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. So I kind of definitely. Well, I, I, can,
1: I, can tell, I can tell you why. I mean, ultimately, if you, look at the, if you look at the Bible, many people went into their calling in life bothered by something that was wrong in the world. Like, look at King David. He, he said, it's not right that Goliath is insulting God. So he's like, if no one else will do it, I'll put on the freaking armor and I'll go kill this giant. And then what happens, he becomes the king after that. So your your destiny and your calling a lot of times opens up if you follow your heart on something that bothers you. If there's like a, because like, I mean, there's a million things wrong with the world, but like there's things that really bother us. You and me are bothered by something specific. And I can relate a hundred percent to that because I was actually uh, about la- last Christmas, I was sitting in a gun store and uh, I was getting ready to buy a gun and I was waiting on a gun being, uh, or, you know, process for me that I bought online and I, and it was right when they were printing money again. And I was just so bothered by the fact that I know so much of the money printing is going to go to these elite pockets. Very little will get down to the guy who needs it, but it's going to ruin things for our kids. And I'm in a spot where I'm going to be fine. Like it will not affect my life. I'm making enough money to be upon any kind of curve. It doesn't matter. (laughs) me. it's, It's irrelevant, but I was just, I mean, I was bothered so badly that as I was sitting in this gun store, I was like, and I'm really a calm person. Like if you get to know me over the next 10 years, let's say you'll realize I'm like super chill, but this was like bothering me to where I was having a hard time just sitting, waiting for this gun, sitting behind this freaking mask, just being like, just pissed off and i was like i'm not even happy that i'm about to get this gun i've waited for uh called a you know a honey badger it's a very you know kind of I played interesting call of duty i played with it yeah, yeah. Duty. <laughs> I, I own one of those That's uh pretty boutique cool. guns they're they're hard to get You wait on a, a year waiting list i mean like you know anyway so i was about to pick one up and i was just pissed off and i'm like you know i need to and i was just so angry that i was like i need to do something to change my mood because it was like three days before christmas so I was like, the best thing that makes me happy is when I give stuff away. So I'm like, I'm going to go give a car away. So I uh, and then I was thinking my wife honestly deserves a <laughs> car. She had. Yeah. I, had a, yeah, I was about to say that's the first thought that comes to your head. Go ahead. <laughs> I uh, yeah. So I, um, I was like, I need to give something big away that gets me out of this just pissed off mood. I can't go help a million people right now. I'm going to figure out how to do that eventually. But I'm like, I can go bless somebody's life right now. Yeah, I always think myself- like that. Yeah. And so, uh, so I, I, uh, I was like, my wife deserves a new car. Cause I have a, I have a, you know, P P85, uh, Tesla and i have a really sick custom Jeep and all that. And my wife had a, uh, almost a 12 year old Lexus at that point. So I was like, I'm just gonna go buy my wife a new car and then I will give away her Lexus, which is in great condition at church two days later. So I left, I went and bought a car for my wife. Um, and then I, uh, and then we gave her car away the next day and, um, for free. And, uh, um, say that again you, you gave your car away for free yeah i gave her car yeah i got bought her a new car and then i gave her car away for free yeah how did you decide who
0: to give it to like how, how did you decide? Uh, just them?
1: someone at our church we just um it was a couple that like um That's had so two cool. small cars and two kids and so we just gave them her lexus suv as a gx you know nice nice car yeah, yeah. And so have, i've given away a couple those. cars so you know just something we do <laughs> um yeah uh I mean, obviously, again, this is not an only stuff I go into in any interview. So I'm all the only people in my own life really know this. But I mean, we we give away, I don't know, half a million dollars a year if we can. Um, roughly. I mean, I try to give away about 30 percent of my income every year um, away. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just I, you know, I came from really nothing. You know, we've run out of I have a single mom and I, I grew up there were times we ran out of food in the house. So like for us, it's like, you know, for me. I'm experiencing a level of wealth that I didn't, I mean, I think inwardly, I believed I would get there one day with doing all the right stuff if I just keep doing it and I keep following my heart and I keep grinding and working hard. But now that I'm somewhat there, um, I just, you know, I feel like it's my obligation to give back as much as I can. So yeah, we, we just try to do a lot of really nice things for a lot of people. Can but, I ask you a quick question?
0: Hard. Can I ask you yeah. a quick question? Sorry to interrupt. Sure. I'm a very, like you're very, I think we relate in one thing is while you, you refer to him as God and you're religious, I'm spiritual. I refer to guy pray to every night, but I don't pray. I don't call him God. I call him the data algorithm. I'm weird though.
1: I'm weird. So <laughs> You're like Elon Musk. You believe we're in a, we're in a simulation and I know. that's the great programmer.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I believe we're in a program, not a simulation. I don't know what this is, but I believe in a higher power and I pray to this higher power. I even talk yeah, to this sure. higher power like it's my friend. But yeah, yeah, you said something very interesting to me. And you said when you were pissed off at that gun store and I, I just again, I'm going to say something right now for my audience. Like I personally don't mind getting into this. Like I have not had this opportunity on this show to talk like this. And I'm, I'm very excited because I don't want to hide anything. But uh, like, I like having these discussions. My, my English teacher said these are the discussions you should have with people. But I, I noticed something I wanted to ask your opinion about is when you were pissed off. Why was your instant reaction to "Oh, I need to help someone"? Most people, most people would 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 talk shit to the clerk or, or get mad. Why was your reaction? You know, I need to help someone to calm down.
1: Um, I think that part of it has been that my background in door-to-door sales—you get treated so badly that you learn how you have opportunities to practice how you respond to your situation. And I think that's probably where it stems from, because I, I very quickly realized in life, like, it does me no good to stay pissed off. um, And it does does me no good to, um, I don't know, just to stay in that mode. And so why not change that and the healthiest of all emotions is gratitude, and so um, and then giving is better than receiving. So, like at the top of the list, from a biblical, those are all biblical perspectives. Ooh, you, yeah, and I think you're,
0: your your right. thumbs covering the speaker. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah you're good. Um, and
1: I didn't even realize we were recording now. I thought this was our, our, our I didn't podcast. either.
0: I honestly wanted to just have a have a random talk, but now that it's going, it's going. Like I'm actually yeah, Yeah. Into this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, yeah. So I think part of it is just like how. Yeah, the reason I went straight to the idea of giving was just, you know, again, um, it's better to give than to receive. And, and so ultimately, to me, the quickest way to change your emotional state is to move in the opposite spirit. So essentially, if you're pissed off, you got to do something that is the opposite of that. And that's how you're going to actually feel better. Most people don't, don't get that, like, releasing your tension doesn't actually necessarily make you feel better. It's moving in the opposite spirit is the quickest response. So it'd be like the difference between like letting a fire die out and dumping water on a fire, dumping water on the fire. It's just go in the opposite direction immediately. Like if you're saying yeah, like hug you're, somebody, you you're know?
0: saying like, you're saying if like everything's about balance in a way. So you're yes. saying if I'm pissed off me, adding more of that negative energy, whether it's a release, whatever it may be, isn't going to necessarily help my balance, my equilibrium. Whereas the opposite will bring you
1: back. It doesn't change your state at all. Yeah. You just like, you're kind of like slowly relieving your tension by taking out your anger on the person you love the most as closest to you or the person you don't know, whatever people go for. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we just, you know, I, I went and did that. I don't even know how we got onto that, that subject other than, yeah, I guess to answer in response to what you said, like, I believe, you know, we find our calling in life by, either finding the thing you're naturally good at and you can do day and night. And just you, when you're, when you're the most alive is when you're like on the thing you're meant to do. Now, you may still take you a while to fully dial in how you fit in that realm or that industry or that creative space, but that's how you determine it. Or the second thing is that something truly bothers you in life and you can't figure out why it bothers you. Cause again, there's starving people. There's, there's, abuse women there's all these things that are wrong in the world um, but which one really hits you in a place that nothing else hits you and just bothers you and I can totally relate to that because literally what led to me giving that stuff away was just not even thinking about one single person like you did with the lady that made the sandwich but just simply asked just being irritated that there's people who don't have a way up in life and the people who really we've put in charge to make life better for all of us are, not doing that and in fact they're making life worse for the guy at the bottom and acting like I don't know it's like peeing down your neck and telling you that it's raining it's not actually raining (laughs) you're pissing on me I've never heard that before that was great uh, yeah yeah that's what my pastor my pastor actually says that don't piss down my neck and tell me it's raining (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but um yeah so Dude, I think follow that, man, because that idea actually following like the creativity of how you could provide a better life for not necessarily that lady, but people like that will probably lead you into your calling fully and also honestly lead you into probably great wealth as well. Like that's usually what happens when you go figure out how to help a million people. You probably have figured out how to become wealthy yourself, typically, you know, in this in this current world that we live in. So, yeah. um, So, I mean, for me. That's what's driving me into coin games is um, an adventure, the, the push for um, something great and really the push to help a lot of people. And it's like it's like the, the intersection where all my passions collide. Creativity, nerdiness, uh, you know, fantasy world, lore, video games, crypto, helping people. I mean, freedom, it's like all intersecting in one area. So like, it's just so clear to me that it's, it's the next thing. So, yeah.
0: So let's, let's, if you, now that you brought up coin games, let's actually get into this. um, Okay. Because I think, and I'm going to have to give a shout out to my friend, Zach Dillard, who's the biggest fan of you guys. Like he is diehard coin games fan. Like, and he told me like, he really wanted me to do this interview. So shout out to him for teaching me about you guys about a month or two ago, but He basically, you know, gave me the rundown on you guys. And I've been fascinated with your collection ever since, because in my opinion, and let me know if you agree with me here. I think right now, no knock on any of these assets, you know, cool cats, as you see, I'm repping them. They just went up moon the other day Um, and a bunch of other great collections, not necessarily the cool cats, but right now these are singular assets. I feel like these are community based assets, which they all should be. But yep. I personally believe that the NFT industry uh, is is headed with to the gaming industry next year. I think yeah. next year, if you don't have gaming utility, well, it's going to be a little bit harder to do, do well. And so for me, when I said I saw your collection, I was like, whoa, these guys already—they're not focused on now; they're focused on tomorrow, and they're fo- they're going to plant their seeds first uh, when the whole industry gets there. So, I wanted to start off by, if you could please introduce yourself uh, to my audience, your full name and your background, really quick, and what made you uh, decide to start coin games.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so my full name is Timothy Yesta and my background is a uh, interesting one. So I started out in, um, uh, you know, degree in theology, uh, grew up in South Africa, super kind of poor, humble beginnings, I guess you could say, uh, younger brother, Ryan Yesta. And then I'm a single mom. My dad passed when I was um, pretty young in South Africa. Came to America when I was 11, and then um, I've been a shy kind of, a, I guess you could say, introverted uh, kid um, my whole life. So I played a ton of World of Warcraft, Skyrim. Um, Skyrim I spent... is the best
0: MMORPG of all time, in my opinion. Go on.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, and so it, you know, there's so many. Uh, anyway, I, I spent many many years playing games. Love, lo- absolutely love Skyrim. Wow. Um, tried a bunch of other stuff, that kept going back. I could still pop in Skyrim right now and probably disappear for five days and not come up for air, you know, and just enjoy myself. So I love it. Same with World of Warcraft. So, um, but um, played a lot of PvP, uh, you know, gaming in um, World of Warcraft, was in a competitive um, gaming space there and um, always loved it. And the same with uh, Crypto, got into Crypto in 2017 I uh, bought Bitcoin at a few thousand dollars, like when it was starting to catch some um, heat. Somehow still lost money in that whole experience between 2017 and 18 and uh, uh, buying at the wrong time, selling at the wrong time, realizing I'm not really a trader. And then um, and then uh, but always loved it. And the whole time I've been working on my um, nine to five career where I lead um, a large sales team for a publicly traded company. We sell um, like door-to-door smart home technology. Snoop Dogg is our, our spokesperson. And so we, we do a really tough job of going door-to-door, um, basically selling a product to people who do, they don't know we're coming. So we literally introduce ourselves, what's up? And an hour later, we're leaving and a technician's installing it. So I've kind of built a set of skills around A, learning how to sell a product and get people to like you within seconds and all that kind of stuff, as well as um, uh, building a culture Um, in recruiting people. So when I started out in that industry, it was just me. And then I recruited my first few friends and on down. And now I have about 500 guys full-time working, and we will produce Mm. about $200 million in total direct sales door-to-door this year. So, um, And so, yeah, I would say my biggest talent and what I'm bringing now to Coin Games is just the ability to spot talent, develop talent, and make a culture where people want to work there. Because I have about 80... 6% 6% retention rate in a door-to-door industry, which is insane. Like that's, that's unheard stuff. of. And so, yeah. Um, so uh, Coin Games was kind of, I guess, the, um, the starting point for kind of all my passions. So like I was saying earlier, it started with Beeple. I saw that article, we sold a $69 million JPEG. And I'm like, how is that even possible? Who spends sixty? Who has $69 million available in free liquid cash to just spend on stuff and of all things they could buy, not a jet, not a house, not a property, not an island, (laughs) but a image. And I just had to understand why someone with that much intelligence and money would choose to buy that. And once it clicked, the fact that you took a digital image which by itself will struggle to have real tangible value just in and of itself, um, like a screensaver, right? That image, what what, what makes it uh, valuable? Um, and then a, a line of code, a non-fungible token without anything attached to it also can just be created out of thin air, has real no inherent value. But when you bring the two together and you create this um, perfect marriage of a beautiful digital media uh, uh, device and then the code underneath that allows you to own it, trade it, transfer it, value it, auction it, all that stuff, and track it and provable ownership can't be faked. You create something amazing. And so when that light bulb went off and I understood why someone with that much money would buy that and then the history behind it, um, I got very interested in NFTs. And so I then started just like letting my mind run. And honestly, just in a day by myself, thinking, meditating, praying, um, this idea came for a, which is the basis of our first game, Bloodline, for for coin games, uh, a TCG style game, essentially taking Magic the Gathering, Pokemon um, economics, you know, five cards in a deck, the rare card at the back, simulating that whole nostalgic experience from our childhood of opening up packs of cards, wondering what level of card you're going to get. Do you get a special edition? Do mm-hmm. you get a rare one? And that being the basis of the game and how, um, how actually digital cards, if you can make them feel real, and that's really the key, can someone feel like they own it? Which I think now, if you're in NFTs, every one of the JPEGs in my wallet, like I feel like I own those things yeah. and I, I love them. I really do. <laughs> like some of them I hate because I bought them trying to flip and now I'm stuck with them and I yep. stare at them every day and I'm pissed <laughs> off, but other ones like I love. And I think like, dude, I don't actually want to give this one up. And even when the floor price is coming up, I'm like, I still not ready to sell mm-hmm. that. I think it's worth more, you know? And, um, and, uh, but anyway, so I now have 500 roughly JPEGs in my wallet at this point. So I've gone full in in the last few months, like just buying. And, um, and it's been the most fun I've had in crypto. Like, I mean, more fun than any like overnight thousand, even the meme coins I bought a few months ago where I went from 500 bucks to $28,000 in a day. I, I was not as excited as I am now, just watching the, the values change on these JPEGs and getting into some new one like I, I, was lucky to get in on the the bears deluxe ones the other day, all at .01. Like I bought 40 of them, and now I have 37 of them at a floor of .25. I mean, I think it's like 10 ETH or 15 ETH or whatever. And that was just like one night, just sitting in the middle of the night, and they were dropping. And um, I, uh, I just, you know, I watch. I have a whole strategy of how I watch activity feeds, and I use my eye for art and all that to uh, to determine and. Anyway, I just degen into a bunch of them and I dropped it in some of the alpha chats I'm in where we share information and a bunch of my friends bought a bunch as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, it turned out to be a good move two weeks later or so or a week later, whatever it's been. It feels like an eternity, but it's probably been about six days. So um, yeah, so anyway, long story short, I really like loved NFTs. And then I started just thinking about the possibilities of like how it elevates card collection. You don't have to, you can't fake them. You can track where they are. You don't have to lug around a giant box of cards to your buddy's house to show off your collection. I think very soon, social media will all give us a way to flex our collections. Yeah, of course. So you can't flex your Pokemon collection to your buddies on social media. How do you do that? You know, and but I can flex my JPEG, my, my NFT collection, right? So I just started seeing this trend and it just felt like an inevitable thing. And funny enough, I didn't actually know there were already like, pokemon ripoffs in nfts like i i thought i was inventing a new idea as i was thinking of this you know because i hadn't really done a lot of research and then um and then i started thinking man you know like what kind of game can i make on the other side of an nft because really an nft Mm -hmm. like the way we've designed it our nft card system you're really collecting your heroes we don't have spells we Mm -hmm. don't have moves we literally have just Mm -hmm. heroes and they have their stats and their functions So when you open up a pack of our bloodline cards, when they come out in about three months as NFTs, you're recruiting your heroes and there's a limited number of them. So if you want that hero of that quality in your deck, you got to have that card. And so what's cool about it is like, we can move that from our first game to our second game. When we make a MOBA, your NFT that you bought Two years before, now works in game number two, and game number three, and game number four. So that's the ultimate goal of coin game so it's you're saying bigger. you're
0: saying that the cards that, like, let's say I, because uh, I know the avatar holders, like, we get a, uh, we get airdropped, uh, we get access to the founders or one one card, right?
1: You get the first original. We're we'll calling it the OG founders card. It's our first character, and there's only five thousand five hundred and fifty-five of him matching up to the number of avatars. So that's it. He's your character in the game. He's one of 60 at launch. If you don't own an avatar, you don't own that character. And I can use, I can use this character. And you're saying there's a possibility
0: I could use this character in game number two and three and four.
1: Oh, not even a possibility. That's hundred percent what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome.
0: So I have, I have, I have a question though. Uh, Can we, can we backtrack a little bit? Um, Yeah. How, so number one, what made you decide to go? Because I'm a big card fan. I, I used to be one of the best Yu-Gi-Oh duelists in the country. And if you gave me a deck right now, I could still destroy anybody you put in my way when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I'm very competitive when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh. But anyway, besides Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, I was, I'm, I'm a big card fan. And that's for me. I was looking for a play to earn game and everybody who's coming out with like certain card games. And I was I, I really like your design, your artist and just everything about your collection. I actually think I'll be honest with you, I'm a VP of operations at this company called NFT Stadium. And we're building out we I build out collections for big brands across the world. I don't know if you know what Vayner NFT is, what Gary V does, but yeah, I, I'm kind of doing course. that. Uh, I'm doing that here in Las Vegas. And I have I'm working with a big esports teams right now, a couple of them. And I actually referenced you and mentioned you and your collection to them in my pitch because I loved how you went for the avatar uh project first as a foundational layer to your collection and you rewarded those holders because you're appealing to the community giving your i'm pretty sure these avatars might too like if one day they might have other utilities too like i i know that you you might be able to walk around the virtual worlds with them so i I actually was a big fan of that why did you number one i have two questions why did you decide to go with the avatar project first
1: and how many cards do you are going to be released in bloodline like the total okay good question yeah so the progression was that we we started Coin Games, and Coin Games was the simple idea is that we're going to be a blockchain studio that's ultimately going to make many games. But the ethos of Coin Games, it actually comes from the Greek word konoia, which is community, K-O-I-N. Um, and so it's really cool that it, it's not actually a, just a crypto reference. So. It's a Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. So it's
1: literally community games. And so our ethos is that we will build the game with the community. And the reason I'm bringing this up is this leads to why we did the Avatar project. So... We're gonna build the game with community and allow the community to own part of the game. So that's the whole idea. Every game we ever do will be built with our community and owned by our community. Um, And so uh, Bloodline was just the first concept, the first IP. I actually started writing a fiction book a few years ago myself, just for the fun of it. And a lot of the ideas of that fiction book are in the Bloodline universe. I just did an AMA in our dev squad. Uh, for almost an hour and a half on our whole lore, right? And the storyline behind Bloodline. And that came from the book. So um, so, the um, a lot of it did, adapted from that idea that I had for the book. So um, anyway, so long story short, we came up with Bloodline. The Avatar project was actually something I came up with only seven weeks ago. So I bought my first Avatar was the Doge Pound. And, um, uh, you know, I minted seven of them. They sat there for a few days, which is crazy to think about. And um, But once I got in there, I was like, this is not really about buying a JPEG to flip it for more money. Like I'm in a community like Alex Becker is in here with me and this guy is in here with me and this guy's in here with me. And I started to understand that you are really the, the ones that were going to make it right. They're not all going to make it. There's a lot of projects out right there right now that in a year, like you said, if they don't get utility quick, they are done. They will be a, a and they'll get resurrected when we go like in two years back into an OG phase and people will buy again the old ones that had good art and were ahead of their time and yada, yada, yada. But we'll see what happens. These trends kind of go in cycles. But the ones that are going to make it are really social clubs. Um, you know, Cool Cats is a social club. It has a vibe. It has a group of people. If you associate with the art, you join that club. And then over time, those people like, I, I like. okay, I'll just give you, for instance, I was looking yesterday the fan gang started going up as well as Roboto's. And I knew without a doubt that when I would go look at the buying activity, that the top buys of fan gang were all Kukak people because it's similar art and they're just reallocating funds into the next group with their same friends and obviously new friends as well. But the club is just reallocating down into new NFTs that fit the same vibe. You can literally tell like, Uh, a board apes will likely buy this type of group right and then Oni Oni force is going to now buy this type and you can literally pick that out and so you you're just buying into a social club at the end of the day um and that's why the stupid winter bears sorry if you're a winter bear fan to anyone listening but (laughs) it's not good art it isn't it's not but it's it's similar enough to another group of people who just had some big wins and are looking to put their money (laughs) in the next thing right i mean that's really what we're talking about so But long term, um, when it clicked for me that an avatar project was a way to foster a community and to give an identity, a face to your community. I thought, what better way than to bring my original idea of how to bring the community into coin games than through an avatar project? So we're, we're reverse engineered. We're not an avatar project that happens to be doing a game tie in. And now we're scrambling. We got all this money and now we're scrambling to go build a game to satisfy the people that gave us money. Like we're a game studio that I mean, privately, we, we just me and my couple partners put together the first million dollars. Um, we did not need money and we still don't. We've spent like, I don't know, 60 grand total in eight months like building. We're very frugal. Um, we, um, we, we have a lot of people that are just in, that are putting money in, we don't need the money. So we're all working basically without salaries and all that. Um, we're only spending money when we need to. So for us, it was never about like, let's go get some money from an avatar project. We're going to use every single penny from that on the game development. Um, and, um, and, and, uh, so for us, we were just building a company and then seven weeks ago, it dawned on me. I was looking for how, when, and how do I bring the people who are going to be part of our development squad into coin games. Like, how do I introduce that? How do I vet those people? I don't want 20,000 opinions. I want a small amount of opinions. I want them to be people who want to be with us for the next year and a half as we develop the game. I want it to be people we get to know. And then I want to reward them with so much stuff for joining in the process that they literally are like, dude, when is the next game? I'm a lifetime coin games tim yusta let's go do this let's build this together let's do real life meetups let's become real friends that's what i want so um when the avatar project hit i realized this is perfect and we're never going to be v friends i love v friends i think gary v is a genius so we're never going to be them even though i will um, you know i'm in that community um we're never going to be cool cats we're never going to be bored apes but we will attract gamers and creatives and obviously investors that are interested in the gaming uh ecosystem and we'll we'll attract those guys to being a part of what we call the coin games dev squad so that's what it is it's called coin games dev squad because they are the development squad of coin games they're a branch
0: of our our company i just want to say one comment on this is <clears throat> i know you i know how ahead the board apes are and cool cats and, and v friends they just hit a 24 floor like Two weeks ago, and it went back down. But I know those are big collections. But even though I think, like I, the way I look at it is, number one, this is the first year of NFT of NF, the NFT boom. Like yes, it started all in early. 20- yeah. Yeah. So my early. thing is, it is not far fetched for me. Like the way I look at it is, you you're 100 focused on gaming, and I think that's where everyone should be. I think it's, it's let's use another phrase instead of gaming. Uh, a phrase that I would consider synonymous to gaming is using these assets, creating a structure or a platform to use these assets we're buying, right? Yes. Yes. I, I don't think it's far-fetched to say Coin Games, like, there's a shot you surpass these collections. I know, I know it's far-fetched. I know that. I'm just saying that it, it's so early that I believe, like, if you, I believe that uh, there's a couple things I've noticed. I think that Avatars, the Avatar project you came out with, they could be adaptable in the metaverse one day. That's a big utility, whereas VFriends... I don't know how they could, I, I don't know how he could do that. And Cool Cats, it would, it, you could, but it would ruin the design, the Klan special design. Yeah. So I, I just want to say that I, I get that how big those collections are and, and you guys are new on the block, but I was so fascinated with your utility. And, and that actually was going to actually lead me to my question. of, uh, How many, because you said there's only 5,555 founders card for each avatar. How many cards in total? Like, are you like, let's say you're on Omeba or the third game. Are you going to still release card packs for Bloodline?
1: Yeah, so we will release uh, card packs um, likely forever to some degree, like Pokemon. We'll have seasons, right? So uh, we've got six clans right now in our first version of the IP. Our IP is like, if again, if you listen to my AMA and you're into that stuff, you'll like, we had a lot of people nerding out like big time when they finally heard how I explain the synergies, the different like, We've got themes from the Gladiator movie welded into this. We got good versus evil. We got these families, you know, elite. Fa- I mean, we got re- some really cool concepts in our storyline, and um, to geek out of over if you're into that. But it's very expandable, where our storyline is actually set up for a full-scale MMO. I mean, that's really my that's my favorite genre. And if one day I can die having built an MMO, I'm going to be a very happy man. So that is it's like, the, a,
0: it's like a RuneScape or a World of Warcraft, right?
1: Yes, 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 exactly. So we, we can scale to that big. And so we're starting with this first game, which is almost going to be like in 10 years, this first game will probably be considered a mini game within yeah. our bigger structure. I mean, that's how we're going, where we're building to. Um, and again, I don't like to talk about the 10-year vision because who, why should anyone trust me about that if I've got, I haven't executed my first game? I want to prove I can do what I say I'm going to do and then let me get you hyped about what comes later. But just know that the that the, what you're buying, if you believe that I can do what I say I'm gonna do, will, will only go up in value over time. And I don't wanna say, you know, I don't wanna come across like I agree that our stuff can hit that too, but because they have a level of, um, uh, there'll always be, there's more people that are into hype culture than, than are into gaming culture. That being said, are there a million people that would love to be in the de- in the video game dev squad or the coin games dev squad in the world, Yes. And when there's a million people who want to join something with only 5,555 memberships, you can kind of write your own ticket to what that value system is. So yeah, I I I am with you 100% on that. We won't ever really compete with those guys, but there are a million of our people out there or 10 million or 100 million, but at least a million who if given the opportunity to design, help design a game, see the back end of a game, and get rewarded with early access to everything along with, I mean, I'll go through in a minute, the seven current utilities to our Coin Games avatar. Like, I don't even know if you know all seven I, of them. I, because, listened
0: to your, I listened to your AMA where you went through the seed rounding and everything.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I've, been, I've been talking about five utilities. You've right. added two additional in the last like week. And so, yeah. um, and, and, and I've told people, just trust me, my goal is to make it so you never want to sell your avatar ever like, ever like i own 38 i bought one more yesterday um and and i'm buying with my own money on open sea this is not company money this is personal money and this is i'm buying aftermarket prices i'm not buying free, I've, I've minted a few but i bought the rest myself um so uh my own gauge is that in my own personal dgen collection that I don't want to sell my own avatars. And if I ever want to sell, then I'm I'm, I'm slipping on the utility. So my goal is to make it that it's always the last thing in my own wallet that I would consider selling, no matter what the price is. And as the price goes up, I'm going to have to keep creating new utility to justify why you should still not sell at 1 ETH, at 2 ETH, at 5 ETH, at 10 ETH, whatever it is. But you are on the right track. This is essentially going to be, I mean, it's no different than if Blizzard said, all right, we want to start developing games with our players. So we're going to release 5,555 spots to come develop with us. And in fact, when you develop with us, you're going to be rewarded with early access, beta access, but early access to all the private sales of assets used in all our games, not just one game, but every future game we make. And you're going to get allocation into token sales, free airdrops, and the founder's crazy enough to just say that He's going to his personal challenge is to get you to never want to part with your the thing you just bought. That's basically what we're doing now. The only if is can we become like Blizzard, right? If we can't, then none of this matters. But if you really believe we can go build a game and put together a team, I have 14 guys on the team right now, like working. Um, If you believe we can come through in our promise, then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it will get pretty exciting for sure. Um, Sorry, I just. Had a call come in, I think it clicked away. So, yeah. So, um, if you believe that, then you're going to, then ultimately, yeah, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun journey. I mean, I think words starting to get out just barely. We have no influencers. We have no hype from the hype train. um, And we're sitting at a half ETH right now um, as of the last two days uh, per avatar. We've had two whales, uh, Axie whales. Yeah, strong. Yeah, we've had two Axie whales, only two realize what we're doing and start to reallocate um uh sorry we have two axi whales that have started to reallocate funds into our um into our system and they are they, they've each bought one bought 100 in one day avatars and the other one bought 220 over the course of like two weeks was one of them maddie No, no, Matt, no. I have yet to, you're talking about Maddie, DC. DC, Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: he was, he was on my show before. And I, I, when I was listening to your MA, you said that later on, I'm going to have a talk with him. This was like two weeks ago. So I I was, I was curious as to what, you you know,
1: he may, he may regret. So, so he reached, I reached he reached out to me and then I reached back and we started talking. His team then reached out. And then um, I said, I'm ready whenever, and then they haven't responded back. And so we haven't had that talk. I think when we have the talk, he's going to be like, man, I should have done this talk a week ago. <laughs> because he's um, into games,
0: and you, that's what I'm saying. Your collection is right up his alley.
1: Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. No, we, I mean, we're, we're in a spot where, yeah, when we get some of the real, real, real big guys in, it's going to get really fun. I mean, I think, I think think it's I think a few ETH is going to still be considered cheap at some point when people fully understand what they're getting.
0: Yeah. So you yeah. mentioned that there's seven utilities. Um, I think that I've heard some of them and they I, I couldn't be more convicted in your collection after hearing them. Do you mind giving them to my audience really quickly?
1: Yeah. Okay. So number one, you get the first OG Founders card. It's essentially where we're, we're going to mint our first hero card, which you can see on the website, separate from the rest. And it's going to have a special badge. And it's our main, it's like my favorite character, which is our monkey character. Um, He's a storm enchanter. Like that's actually the character himself in the video game. That's his class and his, his clan. Mm-hmm. He's on the storm clan and he's an enchanter, but he, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's also who we modeled our avatar off of. So if you notice the avatar has resemblances mm-hmm. to him. So he's, he's the free mint. So you just get that for free, but the, that's probably the most valuable thing in our game ecosystem. Cause that is like, that's like the first Pokemon card. That's what it's, that is, that right? Really the, supposed to be the most valuable asset you guys are coming out with. I would say it is because it's um it's the first ever one. It's 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 literally gonna have its own badge. I literally think I'm gonna put the word OG founders card on it. Like, I mean it's gonna be it is it's like printing the first Pokemon card by itself. And but it's a usable character in the game. There'll be five rarities, and those are gonna be totally randomly assigned. And the only way to get them is to own an avatar. So even as as an employee, I don't get any for free. I don't get any for free. If I want them, my 37, 38 avatars get me 38 of that character. Now, obviously, I'll sell some of those but because I don't need 38 in my deck. However, if you plan to make this a business and you're going to do the whole rental decks like scholarships like Axie, which we have planned for the game, you'll want him in your you'll just want if you have five avatars, you'll want five of those to be able to basically use them in, in the decks. But if you want that character in your game, in your 19 card deck to go to battle with him, just like with the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, imagine there were only 5,555 of a certain card. Um, the people who have them can utilize that, that functionality, right? So, um, so that's it. So then from there, the next thing you get is whitelisted on our hero card, first edition hero card sales. So just like with the OG card, we're gonna release a limited run of uh, 59 characters. So there'll be 60 total characters at launch, which is four of our six clans and uh, 15 characters per clan um, across the seven classes. So there's seven different classes. We basically have about two of each in each clan. Four of the six clans will be released all at once. And those 60 characters will be uh, minted in five rarities, just like, Um, the the OG card and they are going to be shuffled into decks of cards. I mean, sorry, packs of cards. And so there'll be five cards per pack and there'll be X amount of packs per booster box. And you're Mm -hmm. going to be able to buy an NFT booster box that contains your packs of cards. You can sell that. You can open it. You can just hold it. Um, You can then open the packs and Mm -hmm. sell some of the packs. You can choose not to open the Mm -hmm. packs or you can open all of them. And look at your collection. So even as an investor, you have an opportunity to buy a booster box and just never open it, and uh, and hold that first edition booster box like you would do first edition Pokemon cards. Um, and so that whole experience will be there, which is really cool. I bought into uh, Splinterland cards like um, two months ago wow. and I still haven't opened them. I have like 575 packs And, you know, my $1,000 in cards is worth like 30 grand right now. So um, unopened packs. Um, So similar concept. Um, And so, uh, yeah, so that first edition sale, the only people allowed to even buy, and there's going to be no gas wars, we will whitelist your address with your avatar in it, and you will then, you'll be allocated how many packs you can buy, and you'll have 24 hours to complete the purchase, not competing with anyone and you can just go buy your packs. If you decide not to buy them, then they will go into a general pool uh, for um, either raffles or for other first edition or other avatar holders to cash in. So your avatar gets you an allocation in the packs of cards and we're gonna try to make them as inexpensive as possible. Um, I don't have a number yet, but basically like, like like we wanna relate them to like real packs of cards in the real world. Like, oh, just buying a pack of cards. Um, and so, but there'll be NFTs inside of all of those. So five mm-hmm. NFTs per pack, the rare card will be at the final card and there'll be, it'll be a, a five NFTs inside of an NFT, which will be the pack of cards inside of an NFT, which will be the booster box. So, um, if you have an allocation enough to have a, a booster box and I think, um, we'll probably make it where, you know, there'll be like 12 cards in a booster box, 12 packs. And so probably likely every avatar will give you at least one booster box that you can buy and then you've got your packs, right? So um, yeah, and then from there uh, there we will have, in a few months later, there'll be the release of the fifth clan and the release of the sixth clan. So there's like three events for the white listed uh, avatar holders. The third utility is that is the allocation, right? So region permitting, we're still working on how we do this for the US for instance, um, but every other country is pretty much easy. Um, where we do a, we do an allocation into our uh, private round. So um, the one thing I've done differently is like most, most companies, they, when they have an idea, the guys who build the company, they don't really have any money usually. So what do they do first? They create a pitch deck and a white paper, and then they go to VCs and they ask for money. And that's how they get their project started to hire people to do all that stuff. Um, because internally some of our core team members are very successful people in their own right. They've built other companies. They've. Some of us are at a place where there's not really a need to work from a money perspective. We, uh, we funded the first like million dollars in the first few weeks of just doing the, the process. So we were never focused on any money. So the Avatar project came along and obviously brought in some more money. But again, we're not at a place where we need any of that. So The by allocating money to the community, we've made it so that avatar holders can invest up to a thousand dollars in our governance token at the same time as any VC. So we're going to we have made a promise to our community that any VC we bring in to bring in any money. It's not because of the money, but because of the doors they can open, that they're good long term partnerships. And you do need that any any successful brand is going to have great VCs along with great players. The difference is that likely half the holders will be our own players, like from day one, which is really quite amazing. And I think you just will see a much better community. Um, and the fact that the people who helped you design the game literally own part of it. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So,
0: so- that. Uh, like, so how would that work? If, I, if I'm because I own an avatar and I was actually interested in this myself. How would this work? How am I allowed to uh, allocate funds into the game?
1: at the time when we have it we'll go through the whole process you do that usually behind the scene to go ahead and privately sell x amount of tokens but what i'm getting to is that the pricing of your tokens as an avatar holder will be vc pricing which if you if you uh if you followed things like for instance alluvium i believe was around a dollar at the private round and then by the time it hit the public it was considerably higher than that now it's at 500 bucks but Um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's essentially just, you know, it's the riskier part of the investment. But if you, if you, if you, again, if you trust the team or whatever, the difference is that the difference is that the public never gets access to investing at those early rounds. They just don't like, they're just not in, there's no seats at the table for them. So, um, you know, I'm not going to name which company, but I am a part of a VC group and I had a chance to invest in a game at one penny. By the time it hit the public, two, two, two days into the public sale, it was at 92 cents. So like the public was buying at 92 cents. I was given the chance at one penny. So, and that's what you get as a VC. Now I'm not saying again that I'm not using any kind of predictions on what ours will be, but I'm just giving you the, for instance, that VCs are VCs for a reason. They get access to stuff early. They get better rates than everyone. They take more risk, but I'm making a seat at the table for our community to say, if you want to allocate a little bit of your funds, you can do that, and each avatar represents an allotment of allocation you can make up to $1,000 per avatar.
0: So when you say that, so you, we can each
1: make up to $1,000 per avatar? or invest? You can, each, you can each invest at the seed round of our governance token up to $1,000. So you would be coming up with $1,000 to invest. But again, I mean, it would be like investing at Axie Infinity at 12 cents.
0: So I get it now. Thank you. So we get very, very early access to investing into this. Yes. Okay. And so so not, not
1: everyone will take us up, but likely half the community will, which will probably mean that half the total tokens are held by players and not VCs, which is a very interesting dynamic when it comes to the health of the governance token, if you want to say like, who is more likely to want to take profits quickly. Is it the player who helped build the game who's actually using the token? Or maybe he's been investing in this process and he's excited to build his his deck and his squad and even turn it into a rental business? Or is it the VC who provided some money to help you get started? And at the end of the day, he's running a firm. His only goal is making more money. So like he has... You know what I mean? And so I think that it's, um, I think what I'm doing is also going to be revolutionary smart. in this yeah, way. That was smart.
0: I, I was just, uh, so you, we were going over the utilities and um, I was just wondering what the fourth utility is right after the seed allocation.
1: Okay. So the fourth utility, I guess is technically like the, the first utility, which is really access to our private discord. So when you get an avatar, you go into our Discord, you verify that you own it, and we open up a private area with chat groups. We actually have a really active, um, uh, we're calling it like the Degen Alpha uh, chat group where you're, where we're talking about like NFT investments. So I actually dropped the, the, the bears one that I went from, you know, spending 0.01 ETH per bear to now 0.25 per bear. I dropped that in there like four nights ago, five nights ago, whenever it launched. So that alone might be worth the investment, just this, this side alpha uh, NFT chat. But inside of there is also our full collaboration spaces. So my, my designers, like today, literally dropped a message in about six hours ago into the chat asking for um, inspiration photos. And in the last few hours, we've gotten a ton of um, uh, you know submissions from our group that is basically, um, are, you, are you hearing all this back noise, background noise? That it's I'm fine. Hearing? It's not that big. It's not that big okay. of a deal. Um, I'm, let, me, let me ask them to be quiet really That's quickly. Fine. Hold on one second. Hey guys, Daddy is um, filming right now. I really need you to stop yelling out here. Cool. Um, so yeah. So the the so the the fourth utility. Uh, let me just start that again. Yeah. So so the 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 fourth utility is actually the one I should have mentioned first, which is access to our dev squad. Um, when you buy an avatar, you get access to a private Discord essentially, and in there, well, and there's a bunch of stuff in there. One of them is even like our uh, NFT kind of degenerate alpha chat where we're all dropping things we're jumping into. And that bears one, that was a huge win for a bunch of people. I dropped in there just a few days ago. But um, in addition to that, we have these, what we're calling like collab areas, where if you want to collab with our writers on uh, backstories or lore or whatever, there's an area for that. That's clan specific. So you go in, you pick your clan, let's say you're, you know, you like the fire clan, you go in and you pick the fire clan. And in that area, you can, Write backstories to Fire Clan characters. You can write some of the history of the Fire Clan if you want to, and we'll take inspiration. Our writers will be the ones that actually put that in the game, but we're taking inspiration from our fans. Um, and then the fun one, like today, we um, we did our planning meeting to actually design the next 60 characters for the launch that's coming up of the hero cards in about, um, you know I guess three months is what we're hoping for, around December, late December. And um, we've designed only six characters. So we're designing 54 more characters in the next um, 10 weeks. And in the next two weeks, we're doing the sketches for all 60. So today we literally dropped messages in all six of the clan um, chat groups and said, Represent your clan, go find us inspiration photos that you love, that you would love to see in the game. And now since then, in the last few hours, we've seen like 20, 30 inspiration photos in each one where guys are literally putting a photo forth like an image that they found on Pinterest or whatever for like a super sick, um, I don't know, bear warrior for the nature clan. And if we like it, we'll literally take that. And our designer will use that as inspiration for our character. And what's cool about that is we're literally up people in our dev squad that are going to be able to say, you know, mom, I, I literally helped these guys design this character. And she's going to be like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm in this group. And I gave that mm-hmm. photo to them and they used it, you know? So um, that's the fourth thing. The fifth utility is um, uh, starting now. Um, we are launching... Our kind of version of a how Cyber Kongs has like bananas, the token that you get daily, and how Wicked has the Wicked token now, Wicked Bones Club, and how- um, Ooh, uh, Cats has milk. Ducks. Yeah, exactly. So um, we are we're starting a token, a utility token for the avatars. Um, And you'll get that daily. Now we're gonna use a slightly different system because we're kind of, um, the rest of our NFTs, our game, everything is built on polygon. Um, From a fee perspective, you can't really engage and build a full game where you can trade on Ethereum without paying hundreds of dollars in fees to do everything. So um, every NFT going forward will be a polygon based asset like most games are built on on, uh, these side chains. And so um, we're going to come out with what we call the battle pass. And actually, technically, I'm giving you advanced uh, use of this. We're announcing this tomorrow night on our Twitter space um, for um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) along with our partnership um, uh, with another NFT community, which is really cool. So um, for like a whole pet mechanic. So anyway, (laughs) but the battle pass is going to act as your go-to reward for owning an avatar. So imagine it almost like, and we're still figuring out like what it's going to look like and all that, but we have a couple of cool ideas, but it's going to hold your balance of your daily token allocation, essentially like a debit card or a bank account. It's not going to be an actual token that we airdrop every day into a, a wallet, but it's going to be one that kind of works as a, yeah, just a running account balance along with your rank, Along with your battle scores, along with all this stuff, it's gonna have all your data as a player, and it'll keep growing. A lot, Is, it an it'll all just... Is it an ERC?
0: Is it an ERC eleven fifty five or an ERC nine nine eight token? It's, well, it's gonna be
1: on Polygon, so it's whatever they oh. use to build on Polygon. Yeah, and but it I holds other Poly- tokens.
0: It holds other like it seems like it holds other yes. NFTs. Oh. Yes, correct.
1: It holds stuff inside of it. So essentially, it's gonna be your access pass to every single reward that we come out with going forward. We also, from an image perspective, we're tossing around the idea that we actually start with our base monkey, like our avatar, um, as the image. And then you get to go into, we're still building it out, a custom builder where we have our 500 assets, like the RoboCop helmets Mm -hmm. and the Michael Jackson jacket and the Ryu clothes and all that. You get to go in there, and one of the features of our token will be that you get to buy... Um, those individual pieces and put together your own custom-looking avatar that you could wrap on social media the way you want to, with your haircut, the way you want to do the glasses. If you like the Bulls jersey, you do the Bulls jersey. And you'll be able to, honestly, it's almost like a fashion swag flex, if you would, that you'll be able to change the clothing. So that's one of the ways you'll be able to use the daily token that you get. Another thing that I'm actually talking to my team about um, here pretty shortly uh, in, um, in 15 minutes yeah, okay. is uh, the mini game idea. So we, we kind of are almost going to build two games at once. So there's the master game, which will be the actual triple play experience, right? The full graphical like game, right? The, the, the bloodline game. But we are talking about a very, very, very stripped down um, uh, player versus player kind of probably more so turn-based battle game um, that you'll be able to start uh, buying into tournaments and we'll have prizes and all that that get players just doing that. And it's partially just to kind of give our fan base that's patiently waiting you know, the year and a half or whatever it's going to fully take to develop a full, full, full AAA game, um, something to do and something to use a lot, utilize their tokens. And so we have a couple ideas about that. We'll know more. We'll be able to announce a lot more probably in the, in the next uh, week or so once we've had our team meeting. But we're talking through some kind of cool ideas. I also think it actually, the mini game will turn into an analytics engine for our master game where we're actually going to get to test a lot of our. Um, theories on the way the battles actually work so we're gonna we're slowly gonna basically bring almost every mechanic stripped down graphically into the mini game if that makes sense so it's kind of a testing uh cool testing mechanism too so um those are the first two ideas that we have for how you utilize i interrupt you
0: mr tim uh when you said uh i think you said triple a i don't know if it's triple a or triple play game uh but when you say that does that mean like it it's like like high graphics like it competes with the e-games out on the market now like yes. video games
1: yeah yeah our, our bloodline game we want it to compete with supercell um that's the goal so, so it's like
0: top of the line
1: yes yep okay wow yeah yeah i mean we likely will raise 8 to 10 million dollars to build the game so i mean it's not it's not um we are going all the way like we we want to be the first and the reason why is back to our original conversation i love crypto and gaming and i believe that nfts and gaming will be what brings the masses into into crypto however you only will do that when you make a really good game you can't make a crypto game you have to make a good game that is built on the backbone of crypto and in fact you have to make a free to play on ramp on the app store where people don't even know you're a crypto game that want to play your game that come in and then learn crypto through your game. And that's what we're going to build. So, yeah. So really my goal, obviously our art style is different from supercell. So just to clarify, but my goal is, is uh, supercell to me, is uh, one of the most refined polished mobile gaming experiences for quick games. If you want to spend five minutes playing a quick battle or longer, where it has, they, they, they do a good job of taking like, if you look at like Brawl Stars, they took, um, you know, a somewhat niche, I can't say total niche, but um, you know, concept of a MOBA and they really boiled it down to the basic mechanics in the Brawl Stars, but then they hid a lot of depth that you don't even know is there, hidden behind these cutesy graphics and all that. And they're free to play um, progression, Their badging system, um, the way your characters grow, even the monthly season passes is one of my favorite overall experiences from a balance between feeling like you need to spend money and feeling comfortable playing for free. I enjoyed it a lot. And so um, we're taking some inspiration from their style of building a mobile game. Um, And yeah, so this first game, again, we kind of paused in the middle, but you build your deck of cards. Once you actually enter the game, it fully it goes into a 3D battlefield like a chessboard like Dota Underlords or, um, you know, teamfight tactics or auto chess. And you basically then proceed to have a very fast paced best of five battle uh, to determine the winner. So um, you have 30 seconds to make your decisions, to put your characters where you want them on the board and choose who you're dropping Um, every round. Your deck shuffles giving you a choice of six cards. You can pin one to save for the next round if you wanna save one for the next round. And then you're making a very quick choice based on how much mana you have, what rounds you're in and what cards you have available and like where this. do you wanna put them on the battlefield. So I it's like quick. It. And it's like 30 seconds to make those choices. You cannot see what your opponent is doing, of course. And, um, and then uh, yeah, and you're making those choices. Each round gets more intense because we give you more mana Um, one new mana every round. And we also keep upping the amount of players you can put on the battle. So it goes from three in round one to five in round five. And it goes from five mana in round one to 10 in round five. So the intensity increases, the music gets faster, and it's it's quick. And you can, you know, I want to make it so you can complete a match sitting on the toilet, you know, and basically knock out a match and then you can go again. And then you earn experience points. Um, outside of your deck, the last thing that's really unique. So we have the deck building component. We have the auto chess battle system. The third component that no one's really doing is that you actually create your own avatar, your own guy. Um, and the storyline explains how he affects the deck of heroes you have. However, when you create your own guy, he, um, uh, Everything you do with him affects your entire deck, so that breeds kind of a new, fresh life into this deck-building concept. So obviously, you build your deck the normal way you would do it. You you might focus on the Fire Clan and the Ice Clan, and you make your 19-card deck. You've got a you know some here, you know you got some warriors, some guardians. Maybe you've got maybe you have a heavy focus on rogues and uh, mages and then a small focus on healers and enchanters or whatever, right? You've got all your stuff um, and you're going to battle with that. However, when you hit level five, your avatar, your dude um, that affects your whole deck, he gets the ability to equip um, a weapon. And so let's say you get a random drop of a giant broadsword for a warrior and it's a good warrior weapon. It's a random drop. It was in a chest um, and it's a rare. Now you go ahead and use the in-game token and you use the governance token like Axie to craft that weapon. And when you equip that weapon, it will buff every warrior in your deck. So you now have a choice. Do I refocus from a rogue-focused deck to a warrior-focused deck and I create a whole new play style? And I change it all up and I get new cards and new stuff and all this stuff. Or do I just sell this warrior weapon on the marketplace to another player who he wants it for his warrior deck. And that's where the economy comes in.
0: And can we earn money by, by let's say I beat you or you beat me in a, in a game. Do you make money? Do I make money?
1: Yeah. Every time you are, every time you're playing the game and you're winning, you're earning experience points and you also earn the in-game token, just like SLP and Axie. Ooh. Yeah
0: okay this is so cool like for me personally i i'm not good at like games that require you like quick reaction time stuff but i'm i like strategy games like that's why this is interesting to me
1: you'll love this yeah Yeah. this is this is this so now our next game will likely be a full moba like that's our goal our next game will be a moba so all your characters will carry over into the moba and that'll have a different mechanic but Yeah. So the, yeah, there's two tokens in the video game. There's S there's, there's our version of SLP, which is the in-game token. And the only way that token is created is by playing the game. Mm -hmm. So you have to win. And the more you win, you earn the token, right? It's just in the chests. And obviously if your win rate is higher, you're getting experience points. If you're losing, you're not getting an XP. So you gotta be winning to earn it. But as you're winning, yeah, you get XP and then you get um, the in-game token. The governance token is the one that our, um, players are gonna get to buy, right? And it'll obviously be eventually available for public sale as well. That token is gonna be utilized with the in-game token in the crafting of weapons mm-hmm. for your avatar that keep breathing new life into your deck. Um, at level 10, you get to equip a second weapon, equipping, a, a giving you buffs on a second group of, of a second class. At level 15, you get to equip armor, Oh, armor. And at level 20, you get to equip a pet. And so and, and those are subject to change, but just as an example, so we're constantly giving you now by by end game, you've got four rotating slots that you will be crafting and breeding better and better versions of your weapons and combining versions of your weapons using the tokens to do that to in order to give you advantages in your deck. So it, it won't even be that you're gonna have to go buy new cards, but you're constantly being able to better your deck without having to get any new cards, if that makes sense. so And new strategies within your cards based on, you might get a random, one day you might be playing and you get a legendary enchanter's blueprint to make an Enchanter staff for your avatar. And so now all of a sudden you look at your deck and you're like, I only have two enchanters in my deck, but I've been wanting, I've been watching these YouTube videos of a dude wrecking people with his enchanter deck. I want to go build an enchanter deck. So then what do you do? You go back to the marketplace and you start buying up every enchanter card that you can find for sale from other players who don't want those cards and you build a new deck all based on one random blueprint you you landed a year into playing. So we've really designed it to where you can have constant replayability. And then the last thing I'll say, and then I'll finish up with the Avatar project, but on the game itself, um, we've designed this for the hardcore players and for the the guys who want to invest while they play, where you can set up rental units. So Mm -hmm. basically when you've completed 19 cards, plus you have like an armor set and a weapon set, you'll be able to set up a rental deck where somebody else in maybe a third world country can play with your deck and for three, four hours a day, they can be earning that in-game token and you can be sharing it with them. So we're going to make it so that if someone really wants to like have buy a bunch of cards and craft their best deck for like tournaments, but then they want to rent out all their other cards that they don't really need to people that are just going to earn passive income, they can do that. So um, yeah, so it's going to be really cool. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so were those all seven utilities? Um, Let me think. So we've got join the dev squad, help us build the game. We've got OG Mint card. We've got um, the whitelisted card pack. Mm -hmm. Technically, we have three whitelisted events for those, but we'll combine that into one. Uh, You've got the um, allocation uh, into the um, the token. Uh, You've got the avatar uh, token itself um that's going to start getting airdropped on the the battle pass the discord um you have um you have uh the discord no the discord was number one yeah i have that um that your your avatar itself in in the michael jackson clothing and the robocop helmet that will be a custom skin for your avatar in the game where when you run around in the open world area, cause we have a little open world area planned for the first version of the game um, that'll expand and expand. But that little open world area, when you run, if you want to, you can run through the little city center and there'll be other real players in there with their avatars. And you run through there to run to the marketplace to put like a blueprint up for sale, or you run over here to craft a weapon, or you're just standing in the middle of the circle doing dance emojis and talking to people. When you're in that area with thousands of other players on your server, you will be able to have any kind of skin you want on that you've collected. And one of those skins will be this crazy, you'll be in this fantasy world and one dude will be running around with a freaking Robocop helmet on. So he's gonna look so cool and everyone will know he's an OG. So that's the sixth utility uh, that you actually can run around in our metaverse using your avatar skin, right? The, the guy you've collected. And then the final one, and this is the long term utility, is that your avatar, once the game is released, will become a passive income um, multiplier. So what I mean by that is if you have a rental unit or if you yourself are just playing the game, when you go to earn that in-game token by winning, we will give you a slight multiplier to how fast you earn it over a normal player when you have your avatar attached to that account. So if you own five avatars and you set up five rental accounts, your five rental accounts will earn it at a just slightly faster pace. And so in the long run, it'll be a valuable asset that'll just become something you buy. It's almost stake in the video. That's what I was going to, I was
0: wondering, like, do you ever, do yeah. you think that'll ever get to a place? I'll, I'll let, I'll let it, I'll end it off on this one. Cause I know you have to go real quick. Do you think there's ever going to be a, a mechanism where we can stake these avatars to earn this in-game currency? or anything like and, any of these? Yeah, assets. the
1: answer is yes, but it'll be playing the game. So oh. yes, you'll stake it and then it's going to earn it slightly faster. So let's say let's say the average is like the person is earning, we'll call it $20 a day by playing the video game. Your guy might be able to earn $22 a day. Um, and so over time or $25 yeah, yeah, a day, um, there'll be a slight multiple to just how fast you earn. Um, so we'll, we'll call cute. it 1.25%, yeah. you know, multiple. That's crazy. Way, right? Yeah, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. That's really oh, yeah, good. Me yeah. Too. I mean, really what I've done, and that was actually that was an idea from the community. Like, I didn't come up with that. The community like helped form that idea. So and that's because what if I your games,
0: if if your games are like if you guys execute and your games do well, then like theoretically the prices of these avatars should like destroy the roof, like should skyrocket.
1: I agree. I agree. As long as we've done a good job of making it so that the numbers make sense, um, we are we are. Our goal is to make these avatars as valuable as possible. So, yeah, I guess just to finish up, if anyone's been listening all this way through, you know, my um, if you want to join us, you can still buy avatars. There's a lot of paper-handed people just listing them <laughs> on OpenSea. Not that many left, actually. There's there's only about three hundred left under one Ethereum, I think. So, um, uh, out of 5,555. So words is getting out already. Um, but that being said, if you're listening to this, you're still early. And so, um, you know, you can join in, grab an avatar, join the discord, give us input and be along for the journey. So yeah, it's awesome. Uh,
0: Mr. Tim, I I honestly would probably have gone, we would have gone on another 30 minutes, but I know you have to go right now. Uh, I don't (laughs) want to take up your time. But I will include all the links to the bio and to your to, uh, collection down below. The episode will be out tomorrow and I'm going to bother you all week with the marketing. I'm sorry if you see the mentions. I market like three days a week. So I'm sorry in advance. Sure. No, you're
1: good. Yeah, do it.
0: Um. So thank you, everybody. I will say this. I personally believe in your collection because of the gaming. And I love the way you set up the collection from the Avatar project to the games. I love how they're all inter- interrelated. And I personally believe I, after listening to this, I think people are going to, not only just believe in you for your theories and ideas, but I think you, you like giving out this roadmap and execution strategy. Personally, I, I I have all the confidence in the world that you guys will succeed.
1: Cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.
0: Got you, Mr. Tim. And I'll good yep. luck to you. I'll text you tomorrow.
1: That's good. Hey, you know, we should um on a separate note, um once you're finishing this, um we should do another episode where we just chat general NFT strategy. I think your fans would like that. I would
0: love that. Whenever yeah. you're free, I would, I didn't even expect it. Whenever you're free,
1: I'm down. Yeah, yeah. I, I love this stuff. I mean, this is why we naturally just talked for almost an hour and a half. And yeah, you're right. We wouldn't have stopped unless I realized the time. So, um, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually doing a, if you want to tune in, I'm doing a free live webinar chat like this with the head of an investment group um, where we're talking about NFT strategy um, the 30th. So I think that's tomorrow or the next day um in the evening and i'll post it on my social media and i'll post it on uh uh, in the discord and um you know it's it's a private investment group that i'm a part of that teaches trading and all this but also it teaches um they do they do some uh crypto stuff and we're just doing a whole segment on nfts and i'm going to just share and then whatever you if you are able to listen to that or the recording of it because i'll send that out as well Whatever you like, from there we can reduplicate a similar conversation because it's just fun. We could even title it like "The Five Do's and Don'ts" or like "The Five, the Five My Five Biggest Mistakes, My Five Biggest Wins," and I could come up with that list because I, I, I in the last three months, I mean, I turned like sixty grand into like almost three hundred thousand in, um, in NFTs, and um, and I've made some crazy bad decisions as well. So it would be, it would be worth a lot more. Um, if um, if we had done that, so yeah. So anyway, let let's plan that. I'm down. I mean, let, I let's. If you're, are you free busy. next week?
0: Are you free next? I am. Week? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll I'll make time. I mean, so like next week, middle of the week. um, Whenever I, you're free. Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Whenever you're free, things. I'll, I'll let, yeah, I'll, I'll let
0: you go. But I'm super down with that. Uh, if you notice my, I, I create Twitter threads trying to do that, attack those topics every day. So yeah, yeah next week I'll it. text you this weekend. I'll text you this. Weekend. Okay. Yeah. So sounds good.